Hi, it's Eric. Welcome to uh, my kitchen with the dogs ready to go for a podcast. Um, somebody used the Jewish N-word just a couple of hours ago. That came to light. We'll talk about that. And Alex joins today on Eric Chase and the fam. Also, some more new luxury lofts downtown. But before we do that, let's talk to our good friend and astrologer, Janet Amid, here on the podcast. Are you there with me? I am always with you, darling. You are. You are. Even when we're apart, we're together because that's the kind of... We are. We're buzz. That's the symbi- Soul sister brother that's the, relationship. That's the symbiotic relationship that you and I have built over. Let's see. Hold on. We'll count. I'll count thir- like eight or nine years. Oh my God! At least that the longer. Would yeah? Because I mean, I'm trying to remember when you came to the station. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, so it's been about seven years. Yeah, and then and then May of that year, um, I got to I got to be on the morning show, and then you're oh, like, oh yeah, I know, Who, lucky us. Who's this guy? And then yeah, we just we just had at it, so it's been a long time. Um, I, yeah, I have like no astrological questions to ask you. Um, because I don't know where the moon is, and I think Saturn's where it should be. Well, we have so. a new moon. We have a. We actually are in a good spot right now because we have the new moon coming up on um, the thirteenth in Pisces. So it's gonna be anytime the new moon occurs, it's a mystical, ethereal Piscean moon, and this is a good time for us to receive as well as to give. It's being mm. open and receptive to what's going on with our emotions. Anytime the new moon takes place in Pisces, it's nostalgia. It's a time for recall. It's a time to resolve matters that have been kind of hanging in, in midair. And it's also a good time to rehash things and reconnect with people that we sort of like needed to have a have closure with or even to create a new clean slate with. It's a good time. And I love the new moon. I, I, I mean, I always love it in Pisces. It's so... It's such a sensitive, ethereal new moon. It's wonderful. Um, I know for months now, like towards the end of last year, maybe in fall of last year, like, look, this all sucks, but the next year is going to be a good year. And I can't tell. I mean, everything has seemingly been okay. Like we really had nowhere to go. I mean, we could have gone down, but we've we've gone in a good direction. People seem to be yeah. fairly content getting their lives, getting getting little bits of normalcy back day by day, every yeah. every day or so. Like today, I just read that um, UT is going to have an in-person commencement. So we get little stories like that day by day. More and more people, there were CDC story yesterday where vaccinated people can live it up. So it, yeah. it, it's all good news. It is. I think we're going upward as opposed to anything else. We were at a sort of a stalemate for a while, but I do think things are changing. I am one of those people, I, I don't have, I always look at the positive with everything. And I'm one of those people that feels that when things occur, my father always said, it's time for us to trust the process and just go with the process. So whatever has happened in the last year, I think it has created more humility. And, and with some people, it's created depression, anxiety, anger frustration, but it depends on how you look at it. I choose to feel that there's a, there's a reason why these things have happened, and I choose that. And so it's all about what our choices are and how we can work with those choices. It's I, all based on our own perception. I don't I don't completely disagree. You know, I'm not the uh, I'm not everybody's optimist, but yeah, a lot of people had very 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 challenging years, and their lives oh, yeah. will, will be forever altered. But there. There were others who took great advantage of of the challenges and adversity, and maybe it will thrust them into a new and better life that they never could have imagined. And 
I mean, in one way or shape or another, and this is maybe where you can you can back me up with some of the spirituality of it. Some way, some way, shape, or form, things always find the balance it should be at, and I think we'll get back there. I think we're already going that in that direction for sure. Okay, for sure. Um, I uh, I threw some. Uh, so we I've remembered to ask for some people to throw some questions, and and we Yay. have them. Yeah, I have I've I've dropped the ball with that recently. I apologize. No, we, we talked about other things, so it was all good. It's always good. Well, I like I like Bennett's question. He's a Leo, and he's asking about whether he should travel, um, go on a big vacation, or put a down payment for a house. Okay, here you go, Bennett. When you look at astrology, you don't just look at the sun sign. You look at everything else. So there is this Leo part of you, which is I, I go big or go home type of thing. But then the moon, which is your emotions and your feelings, is in the sign of Sagittarius. Sagittarius is cultural. It's about travel. It's about seeking out what's out there. Nomad. You have that nomadic aspect to your chart. But then your practical Virgo and Mercury in Virgo. Mercury rules communication. Venus rules relationships. Mars is energy. They're all in Virgo, conflicting with your emotions. So when you say, I, should I get a house or should I travel? My, my thoughts are, you know, you're young, travel, explore, do those things, because that's really feeds your soul. But then your Virgo part's going to be complaining about it the whole time, thinking, oh my God, I should have done this, because you're really conscientious and careful about money. So I would say, instead of taking a big vacation, take a small vacation. And I would also say, take the remainder of that money and put it towards the down payment of your, of your house. I would say I like do it. a little bit of both. I like it, because it's, it's uh, our friend Alex having an incredibly hard time finding a home to buy. It's a very competitive market. So I love that idea. And I've got to guess that as travel opens up, prices will be pretty reasonable. Like maybe a yes. couple of years ago, a vacation might have cost you 2500 and now it's like fifteen or 1700 So I like your idea a lot. Yeah, I just think that he, because he, what he stated was a big vacation. And I'm like, why take a, you know, he wants to go home or go big or go home. No, take a little bit here and then put the rest of it because you're going to hate yourself and when I say hate, I mean, you're going to kick yourself in the morning going, why did I do that? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So that that's settled. Take a small vacation, enjoy it, and then put the rest of it into your beautiful home. I like and it. And Nina, is it Nina. Nina or Nina? Nina. Nina is asking about her partner, and she's um, she's in a relationship with somebody who is, she's a Taurus, and she has her emotional sign in Libra. Libra rules the emotions, it rules how we feel. So she's all about partnerships, commitment, all that good stuff. But, uh, but her partner is a Virgo, uh, is a Leo with uh, Moon and Taurus. So she's sort of like that Leo who says, I'm doing things my way or the highway. Good luck trying to get your partner to change because it's not going to happen. Even though you have a lot of chemistry, you guys flow kind of well together, your interests are very different um, in terms of where you both are. And this period in your life, Nina, suggests that you could be in a good phase to, uh, you know, decide what it is you want to do because, you know, the cards are in your favor technically. So I would say the partner says, you know, I love you, but I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And I think that um, her partner, Nina's partner, is a very excessive person who hates change. She's going to do things her own way. 
So I wouldn't just throw in the towel right away, but don't expect her to really change that much because she's a creature of habit. And even though you're bonded with each other and there's this chemistry and this connection, you're very different people. So I wouldn't expect everything just change overnight. And she does not have good judgment. Your partner does not have good judgment. And she is a good person, caring, hardworking. But, man, there's that OCD thing going on here. Oh, I see it so much in relationships. And so I don't think she's going to change. I think I would give it to May, mid-May, June. And if things are not any different, then you both need to go into counseling or do something. It's not uncommon to be in love with somebody or love someone and you just don't click. That spark's not there, right? Well, they have the sparks, but they don't have the mental connection. They, they're they very different. And what I find to be interesting in my, my line of work is people seem to be, they're so attracted to the, the chemistry so strong that they overlook the other things. And I've always been of the mindset, if I don't have the mental with someone and that connection, I have a list of 10 things I look for in a relationship. And if that person does not at least have five to seven of those, it's not happening. I don't care how attracted I am to the person. So what we tend to do is we get into that superficial kind of chemistry thing. It's not that it's not good to have chemistry. It's great, but that's not all there is. You can't always, you know, you can't always just live on that. Outside of bed, what do you do if you can't even talk to each other? I mean, seriously. Since I was a a naive and horny 20-something, I always believed in looks attract, but everything else keeps you attractive. Or yeah, attra- that's, that's a really good way to put it. Attractive. And, and my attractive. father always talked about that. He, you know, he would. I was always call him when I was in California. I was going to school, and I always call him and give him birthdays of people I was dating and stuff. Because I had a lot. I was very cute in those days, and I had so many guys after me. And I used to tell him, he'd say, "You know what." chemistry is wonderful, but it's like having the icing without all the cake. So whatever, everybody's different, you know? So I think in this case, the two of them, there is enough to work with. It's doable, workable, but it doesn't, it's not going to hold the relationship if one is miserable. And if you're seven days of the week, if you're miserable four days out of those, those that week, then it's time to book. Yeah. Yeah, and not every day is going to be a great day. I remember I always no. had this I always had this attitude about my my radio shows. Um two of the shows on a 5-day week have to be great. Like they've got to be A+. Another one has to be very good, like A- B+. You're going to have a bad one and then you're going to have one where it's just going to, you're just going to get by. Th- those were my goals. So true. Those were my goals for like almost everything that you're doing on a daily basis. Every day is not going to be A plus. Every day is not going to be F minus. But um, you're every everything is not linear. You're going to go up and down, and you've got to be able to manage that with another person. You've got to have a person who can be up when you. Well, you you have to sync with them. So true. So true. You are so wise, my little friend. The, how many of your uh, ten traits do I tick off? Well, if you know what, if you were closer to my age, yep, you'd be my you'd you'd be my type. I'd be like twelve Definitely. out of I'd be like twelve out of ten. I would say you're twelve out of ten Perfect. for sure. Last smart, person. intelligent, philosophical, uh, moody, uh, uh, all those yes. interesting, uh, and uh, cute uh, on top of it, uh, and Jewish. Uh, Love yes. Jewish boys. Loves dogs. Love animals. Oh my God, I had Mooney for a week. Oh my God, my little Mooney. Why don't you? Li- so cute. To, did you get vaccinated yet? Because you're able to. No, I haven't been vaccinated. You can get vaccinated. 
I know, but I'm waiting for the Masters and uh, the Johnson and Johnson one coming out, okay. and it did come out, so it was approved. So I'm waiting for that. Yeah, that's the so one. We'll see. You only, I mean, you only I'm have pretty to get healthy one. anyway. Yeah, but still, you can get COVID from from anything. Just because you're lots of healthy people have gotten COVID because it's so- oh, I believe that. I and it exists. There's I'm not a conspiracy person. I totally believe it exists. It's real. All of that. I'm totally 100 percent behind it. I just now that they got they approved it, the Johnson and Johnson one. I'm definitely going to do that one. Well, well, good. Well, get get 100% your vaccination so we can hang out again because everybody knows you've been owing me coffee for years now. I know that we have to. We need to talk about other things, too, developing some new stuff, which we'll talk about. Uh, one last so one. Evan then, is yes. looking about a new job. He mm. wants to know. Um, say it again. Mm. Evan wants to have a job. Evan is interesting, but Evan has no patience. Evan is one of the, he's a, he's a Taurus with his moon in Pisces. He, he's very quick about everything. When I say that, I don't mean that as a negative for him. He's just very antsy and he wants, he doesn't know how to kind of take his time with things because he also has, he's a Taurus, but he has Gemini and Aries and Aries says, come on, I want to do something. What am I going to do? He's creative. He should own his own business. He likes to cook. Um, he's good with working with customer service. He's also very sensitive and I love that. And he went through his big Saturday thing in 2014 through 17. So his next major shift is coming up in about three years, March 2023 through 2025. But I would say this is going to be a favorable year for him to get his mojo going. May, June is spectacular. I don't know what I would suggest he, he could do, but I feel that he likes a lot of different things, IT, computers, uh, communication, sales, marketing, um, He's really good with real estate, owning his own business, as I mentioned, good at coaching and directing other people. So he's, and if he gets his time at birth and calls back, um, I would really be able to pinpoint that a little bit more. But those are the things I see with him. Okay. A lot going on there. A lot of options for him. Um, before I tell you to get off the phone, I have one last question. Can you, yeah. uh, can you give me some insight on 5187? 5187. Is that somebody that Ooh, you are dating? Wait, I'm sorry. I'm off by a year. My math is all messed up. I still think it's 2020 because I don't count last year for a lot of things. Uh, 5186. My my apologies. 5186. And the answer to your question is yes. Oh, yes. That's so exciting. Okay, let me see. Okay, so I'm going to be honest about this because I know your chart by heart. Um, I really like this person. I feel like there's communication. I feel like she's a humanitarian. She likes animals, and that's good. She has made bad choices in her life and relationships in the past. Oh, my God, big time. Went through a bad time or divorce way back six, five, four years ago around there. Um, going through a life change right now. Very hardworking, motivated. Um, I like I like the... Um, I like her motivation and her ability as far as working. Her temperament's great. She's highly intuitive and very sensitive. So I really like that part. And I feel that she would be somebody that you would definitely have a lot of chemistry with. She might have to work on her delivery sometimes as far as the relationship goes. There could be some differences in terms of um, the ability to express can be there. Lack of to some degree. She likes to control things, but I don't think in a bad way. I, I don't feel it's in a bad way. I just think that she likes to make sure that whatever she does, she does it her way, but it may not necessarily um, uh, you know, kind of 
veer into the romance part either. And see, you both have a lot of things in common. Your relationship sign is Aries. Her Mars is right on that, creating a square. So like I said, she might have a difficult time with her delivery in certain things that she does. And um, but but she's good. She's a good person. There's a lot of there's a lot of attraction. She would work in communications. She seems to be really good with that. She's good at teaching management. She's a good in marketing. She's a Taurus, so they're always the best at what they do. Okay. So I really I, I like her. I think she's a neat person. Yeah, you know I don't pick idiots. You do. You. I mean, you don't. I, I don't. I mean, no you idiots. Pick, no, because you're very particular, and you have to have the mental. If the person um, is not mentally connected to you, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I want to mention also, we have the psychic event. We yes. have moved the date to May 16, 2021. And I did that on purpose. And that reason is because, you know, because of the COVID, I want to make sure we're really safe. People have had their vaccines. So I did move that. And May 16th at the Mommy Pinnacle, it's going to be exciting. I hope everybody shows up. And also, if anybody would like to get a hold of me at the office, the number is 419-882-5510. Uh, is, no, Mother's Day is the, Mother's Day is the week, Mother's Day is my birthday this year. I know. That's is it, what is that, like the 14th or something? The the 9th, the Sunday before, but I, I actually gave my birthday away to somebody else today, so I don't have to deal with it anymore. I know, you're, you're, I know your year too, but I'm not saying it on air. It's totally fine, but I just want you to get vaccinated. If I find out that you're not vaccinated before the psychic event on May 16th, you and I are going to have words, and it might be in Hebrew. You know I'll it do it. I a- never lied. I will definitely do it, and I want to do it because I, I want to be healthy, not just that. I'm right. going to do that for sure. You, you need, I promise. It's been a long time since you had a good jab in you. Yes, you got it. I, All right. I, I promise. Jab, you know, shoulder mm. jab for sure. Well, jabs in other parts of your body too, but whatever, whatever. Oh my I mean, God. All right. You are so funny. I'll talk to you in a week and I'll text you soon, okay? You got it, honey. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Hi there. Hiya. How are you? Good. I'm just going to uh, text you and see how your day has been so far. You know, I was able to keep it on track. It's a little busy. Um, are we recording? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm in the kitchen right now. With the, do you have your dogs all are prepared? I have mine. <laughs> yeah, Sunny's still got her collar on, so be prepared to hear Bojangles running around the house. No, that's um, that's fine. I since like the weather's nicer now, and we're we're getting vaccinated and all that stuff. And maybe before you move out of that little tiny place you live, I want to come see the the babies. <laughs> no, not before, maybe when I move into my new place, you no, can. No, I want to see the babies. You can see the baby, not not in this place. This place is too tiny. Um, we don't have to do too much housing stuff today, but uh, quick, quick, uh, quick heads up. Um, yeah. Ash, Ashley's uh, got an offer on her place. I knew it. Damn it. <sighs> I, she I, had no loyalty to me. She had no loyalty. She didn't need to. Like, for what right. purpose? You know? But I, I also told you that, like, Thursday was going to be like three years away. And if you wanted to get in, you're going to have to make that appointment. I wish we could have just made it work. Like, you know what I mean? Like to where she didn't even need to do that. But maybe, I mean, did she get an offer that was at market or was it over? Uh, I didn't ask her. Uh, I just figure I'll just, I'll just watch it play out on Zillow. But um, they, they accepted an offer. So 
Wow. Well, I, good. I, good I, for them. I slighted you. I was like, it's not safe out there for, for people like you. And I mean you, because like, it's vicious. It is. I mean, it is. It's that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, and it's, it is. Don't go out there unless you're ready. <laughs> yeah. And it has nothing to do with like your your money or what you do or don't have. It's just your skittishness. Like everybody in this in this climate of house buying, like has to be able to write a check before you leave that showing. Yeah, I think that that's and that's not normal to me that you go to a showing, not that I'm well versed in this process, but going to a showing and then expe- having to make an offer literally while you're like my my brother wrote an offer at a kitchen table of a house he was viewing once so uh and that was just recently so um that's that's not normal you would think you would have time but you don't you don't and i know but i know that like i i recognize that which is partially why i made the decision i made on sunday because it's like it's just a waste of people's time i i couldn't have survived this a couple of years ago um, if I had to buy in this because I, I was meandering around people's houses for like 30 minutes and then I'd be like, can I go back and see the uh, the third bathroom or whatever the fuck it was? <laughs> I um, had the funniest thought um, yesterday. I was, there was like a, a tasty video on Facebook, like um, uh, a fucking a recipe video. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to make this for all my friends that come over to get drunk with me once we buy our house. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. It's going to be so fun. And and, and they're all vaccinated too. And we'll all be vaccinated and can, and the CDC says we can now gather without our masks. Right. Yeah, it was. uh, In small groups. I was reading all that stuff yesterday. I'm like, this is kind of confusing. I'm just going to like continue to lay low. Um, my dad got yeah. his, my dad got his first shot though. I yeah, on, over the weekend, and he said he felt fine. Well, the first one. So my mom got her second shot over the weekend, and she barely had a problem. But she did what I did not do because there was so much conflicting like advice. She actually took Advil before she went. Oh yeah. And I didn't. I didn't. I did not do that because there was so much. There were so many people like, do this or do that, don't do this. And then at one point it came out and was like, you probably shouldn't take Advil um, before you get it because it could do, you know, it could take away the effectiveness of the shot and, you know, all this stuff. So I just didn't do it. And um, I was, it screwed me over. Mom was fine. I mean, she had some struggles, but the next day where I was like dead to the world, she was like, you know, roses and rainbows at the grocery store and shit. All happy she got vaccinated. <laughs> I, I had a doctor appointment. I had a doctor's appointment yesterday. And I remember him, I remember saying that my dad got it and he was waiting for the second one. And I mm-hmm. want to say that my doctor said that the second shot is easier for older people, but it's like blasting younger people. But I might have misheard him. <laughs> Yeah, that's very, I mean, my mom is 69, so that's very possible. Um, there's kind of a breaking story. It's not going to be that big of a deal, but it's going on my Twitter because I follow lots of sports stuff. Um, his name is Myers Leonard. He plays for the Heat, and he's enjoying his Morgan Wallen moment. Um, he was playing video games. He was playing uh, video games on Twitch, and he was, you know, as you might guess, I think he was playing Call of Duty. He was really getting into it, and he said um, something along the lines of like, um, "Get that Jewish N word." Um, there, there is. He didn't say the N word, 
but there is an N-word equivalent when it, when, when it comes to um, an epithet against Jews. It's, uh-huh. It starts with K. Do you know it? Yes. Okay. Well, he said, he said get that K word. Um, what? Yes. <laughs> How and, is that ever okay? And, you know, this goes back to anybody that has ever been nabbed saying the N word. Like, you know it. So you also have like a 99% probability to know that you know that you can't say that word. And look, I know it. And I'm just like a little piddly media person. Like somebody said she saw me at uh, Plate 21 with Nick last week. And I was like, oh, God, we were being slightly inappropriate. I hope I didn't say anything that awful. Um, oh, God. But I, I know that people are always taking videos and pictures and listening. And this dumbass is on Twitch where, he, where he, he's a like $10 million a year famous athlete on a championship winning team in the NBA. You have to know everybody's watching everything you do and that yet you drop the Jewish N-word on Twitch. What a dumb motherfucker. So because but it's because it's the, the like these words are probably being used so often behind closed doors that you almost like, OK, don't judge me. Don't judge me. But this is this is my equivalent. This is how my brain works. When I accidentally like let out a fart when I'm at work because ah, I forget that I'm I at know. work and I'm not at <laughs> Well, you're, you're a thousand percent right. It's like people, people go, how do you know not to curse on the radio? And I can't explain it. I've just trained my brain not to do it. Yeah. But the fart is, is a great analogy. But, and, and you know, <laughs> I don't know what's more troubling. Um, there is always a flashpoint when some dumbass white guy or whoever drops an N word and it, there's a Morgan Wallen thing. Um, yeah. And we have the discussion and it's the same thing over and over again. The fact that this idiot said that it doesn't bother me at all. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, again, I don't want to ever take away from the moment of the currently seriously oppressed people. Um, but it's like I feel like we've just been living that life for centuries and centuries and centuries. And it's just going to be like that. And let the Internet skewer this dude and anybody that says anything idiotic about it. But it's just like I, I, I'm more it's not that he said it. It's that the dumbass said it on Twitch where there could be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people who you probably invited to watch you. So for me, it is that he said it. And I like I think that so I do not use the N word ever. And um, there are people within my own household that do for as you know because you know the n-word has been is reused in the black community and it has it has a different meaning to it um and it could be for in my community it could be as common as somebody saying that bitch when they're referring to a person like that that bitch knew what she was doing you know um the n-word is used in that way in the black community and a lot of in a lot of my social circles i choose still not to use it but i don't like get on anybody that does that is kind of common that the word that this person used 
used is not common. It has not changed. Its meaning has not been changed. It has not been taken on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jewish community has not taken ownership of this word and reissued it in another way. Right. I don't understand why that would why that word would roll off of the tongue. And for me, that's why I have a problem because it came out so casually. How many other times are you using this word? Yeah. And y you know what? Fine. If you want to be if maybe you don't hate Jewish people, and he also lives in Miami, where or he plays in Miami, and he's been there a while. So Miami, Boca Raton, like 10 minutes away, like there's a pretty large Jewish population there. It's not like he was in Milwaukee or Memphis. Um, mm -hmm. So there is Jewish culture there, not far from where he lives and, and works. And you know what? Like he's just a dummy. I, and... <laughs> I'm, I, I'm even going to guess that he's not anti-Semitic because you got to be really, no. you have to be really stupid to be that these days. But are you going to say things, even as you're a professional adult making millions of dollars representing one of 30 franchises in the in the NBA? I can see still, I can still see you be, being stupid enough to go K-word um, <laughs> while not being anti-Semitic. Anti-Semitic. It, it, it's just people's stupidity and their lack yeah. of intelligence is that's what's startling to me not that these Baffling. words still get used yeah i, I just ew. what yeah what a fool right. what a fool um mm. so yeah we got that out of the way real fast um so yeah. i sent you that housing thing today and i want your thoughts on it if you if you didn't look it over <laughs> did you look it over if not don't worry about it I read the, I read it. I didn't know. I didn't click it, but I did read the highlights. And then I saw a little bit of commentary that you did on the show page. I think it was. And I was in agreement with you. So let me, so, let, let me throw this out there for people that haven't seen any of that. There is yet another really nice loft complex coming down to a building that I've probably passed and had dogs poop in front of a dozen or two dozen, three dozen times. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I didn't know the name. It's on, and this place is going to be called the Lofts on Jefferson. It's like everywhere else sprawling throughout downtown. Lofts are popping up left and right. And they are mostly all luxury lofts. Um, mm -hmm. As most downtowns have evolved into over the last three decades. And quite honestly, for a lot of my life when I was a, a young adult or even a teenager, I always kind of wanted to live in that cool, trendy downtown loft with the high ceilings and the exposed brick. And here in Toledo, I was able to pull that off. Um, I, I was able to do it because I lived across the street from work. So I was able to save um, in several ways to make up for the fact that I had a really high rent. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I made it happen and I enjoyed it. But that was now eight, nine years ago. And while I, I understand that these lofts are a part of the DNA of the rebirths of downtown, um, there's 18 luxury lofts here on the lofts on Jefferson. And especially over the last year where people's incomes have been in, uh, impacted in a variety of ways, some forever. Um, somebody posted on the downtown Toledo page or that they shared it somewhere on Facebook. It, it made a little bit of sense. They were asking for these things to be more affordably priced. And affordable mm -hmm. is subjective, but there are not many people in Toledo compared to Columbus or Detroit making six figures or 80 grand or even 60 grand where these places fall into because they are going to be i think starting at 1300 going up all the way over 2000 for these uh these spaces and that's 
that's a little high for Toledo, but I get it. This is the yeah, market is. That's, that's being erected in downtown Toledo. Um, for those that want to know, I paid nine seventy five a month for my place. And because I had a private landlord and there was a lot of things involved, it stayed the same for my entire seven years there. So again, while this stuff is the DNA of, of the renaissance of many downtowns, um, and I'm not saying like make it some kind of housing project, but instead of 18 luxury lofts, what about 30 moderately priced lofts? And you can get more people from the entire spectrum of the middle class in there rather than your you know, 28-year-old lawyer or whoever it might be who's making that, that amount of money. And you're, you're going to open it up to more people. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm monologuing here. But my thought was, um, like, I always go back to the 50s and 60s, like when my dad was a little boy and growing up. That was, like, <laughs> the, arguably the greatest time in this country. And it's because the middle class was thriving. It was at its peak. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with making sure the middle class thrives. And if you can give them a cool, maybe not so trendy or chic, but a cool spot with a high ceiling downtown, rather than, um, you know, who you're targeting with these places, I think everybody wins. I agree. I think that there's, so when I, I saw, I saw the link that you sent and I read the like the, the headline, and then I saw a little later your comments on it, and I agree 100%. I think Toledo has, I think we're getting to the point where the folks that want, there's not a huge population that wants to live downtown, and the folks that do want to live downtown, you have got that new place across the river by the docks, you've got Towers on Mami, you've got the new place that's up by the baseball field that has now gone in, plus all the other ones that were a little bit more high-end that are like tossed in there. <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, the Wonder Bread Factory right up Summit. Yeah, like it's, it's sprawling. I'll throw one, I'll interject for one thing. Um, I get that this is to attract people from other places, but at mm -hmm. some point there will be too many and it will be just nice to offer other people the opportunity to live there. Exactly. And one of the things that could attract people from other places that we have heard about from people who have moved here is that the cost of li living is reasonable and so you can get a nice apartment downtown i'm saying with if they were to change this you could get a nice apartment downtown where you're paying maybe 850 a month or 875 a month and or, or maybe even just a little bit less but your apartment could be like smaller um but you could get a nice apartment downtown in the nightlife like you know that your friends would want to come and stay at your place on the weekends and you guys go and do things and still like be able to live reasonably so i agree i think it's time that they do bring in some more apartments downtown that can fit that moderate that moderate person's budget and allow them to enjoy themselves yeah i agree 100 percent. i think i'm like okay can this be the last one and we start to like look at a different side of things <laughs> And, and um, because I, I don't think either, either of us are, are, are saying, you know what, let's give low income people a place to live. I, I, that would be great. Um, yeah. but, but I get it. That doesn't fit with the DNA of, of rebuilding downtown. And you hope that that's the heartbeat of things. And there's a halo effect. And, and eventually we can help some of those people. But if you if I just did some if we did some like back of the napkin crude math, let's just say there were. 10 units at $2,000 mm. a month. Um, mm -mm. I mean, I'm just, well, hold mm -hmm. on. 
10 units, $2,000 a month. So that's $20,000 a month in rent. What if you did mm -hmm. 15 units at whatever and you bring in the same amount of rent and you've, one, made a few more places uh, available and, and maybe you can get that middle income person. Right. And then that's that's more people that are coming into the city. So if there's a restaurant downstairs, those are more people that might be likely to go use it. You know what I mean? Because instead of 10 people living upstairs, you have 15 or 20 people living upstairs. So yep. small numbers when it small potatoes when it comes to the revenue of downtown, but just a good idea to start incorporating because you know, we we really do have a lot of businesses coming to it to, to town. So that's a lot of young professionals who might choose to stay here from college or come here from college in other parts of Ohio. It just makes more sense. I dated a guy who lived in downtown Cleveland for a while, and he was in one of those like mid-level apartments. And do you have you been to downtown Cleveland? No, I have not. Okay, so they have a chandelier in the theater district. There's like an outdoor chandelier, and he lived like a block over from that. And it was really nice to be able to when and I was living in Toledo at the time. So I would drive back to Cleveland and go and stay there. And it was really nice. And it was like, this is great. We're downtown, right where everything is in walking distance. And the rent is completely affordable. And it was a nice size apartment. Nothing spectacular about it. White walls. There wasn't granite countertops, but who cares? Right. Like if I'm living downtown, I'm not going to spend that much time in my apartment anyway. Right. Um, so yeah, I really liked it. And I think that Cleveland obviously is extremely large and there's tons of luxury high-end apartments that are continuing to go up, but there's just as many mid-level apartments that, um, young professionals maybe out of college can move into. When I, uh, run across the right person, um, I'd like to ask them that question. Like, uh, other than like, well, this is just what we do. Well, why do we do that? Why can't we do the economics uh, a little bit different? And I, and, uh, you know, this doesn't need to be said, but you nor I are not economists or any kind of um, mm -hmm. architects. But I think, you know, we can inject a little common sense and make people question some things and get a little bit of change. So and it, I've, I personally last my last point on this is I don't think Toledo is a city made up of um, mostly upper class people. Like, I feel like we're a thriving city of like middle class, like, you know what I mean? Low income, middle class that are you know, that live in nice places and, and have decent jobs. So why, why the hell would we be like, you know, bougie, and, <laughs> you know, and as our downtown begins to pick up, it's not welcome to the, to the type of people that Toledo is made up of, if that makes yeah, any sense. I agree. Uh, like it, there's so many shades of the spectrum of middle class. Um, but I would mm -hmm. say Toledo is middle, middle class. If I, if I had to pick middle, one. middle class yep. and, and you know what, um, my money goes farther here. One, because I'm, I think I'm financially, um, responsible and I've like, when I, we, like you talked about yesterday, I made my mistake. So I've learned a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I don't spend beyond my means. And part of that is being responsible, but I also don't have kids or have a house bigger than I need or other responsibilities that other people that have been on other people's course of life, like growing a mm -hmm. family and getting the house for that. Like, that's just not for me. So I can buy a lot of Transformers because I don't have to buy anything for a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this struck me because uh, I think you've mentioned glamping before. <laughs> well, I went camping, which I want to go camping again. But yes, I went camping in June and I said that, you know, the tent camping might not be my thing, but I could get with a trailer or something. All right. Well, um, nobody's getting into Oak 
oak openings like anytime soon in those tree houses because they're so far booked out. Um, but the Metro Parks is hosting a glamping event and it's next weekend at the Wildwood Manor House. Be one of the very uh, first few people to ever stay at the Manor House beside the Stranahan family. During your stay, you'll take a private guided tour and see the Manor House as you've always wanted to in the dark using only a flashlight. Your guide will take you through 32,000 square feet of darkness and show you restricted areas, secret spots, and more. Wow. You get pizza delivery because no glamping would be right without that. Um, sleeping bags, cots, some furniture, and you can do it for two people for just $900. What the? <laughs> as if, I mean, as if this does not prove my point further, like just because we're in Toledo doesn't mean that we don't have the right to want and do nice things. But who the hell do you think you are? $900? Where am I staying? Like, what is, you know what I mean? I, I, I get it. Like I saw that price. I was like, from, um, <laughs> I, I think this is like a big fundraising thing for the Metro Parks. Sure. They're, they're looking, Good for them. They're, they're looking for people with big bucks. And I don't even know much about the Manor House or the Stranahan family, but it just, it seemed like, a, to, it, so it's like very, very high-end glamping. <laughs> are they, what are they in, igloos? Like, are they staying in those fancy teepees? Like, or are they staying in the Manor House? Uh, I'm not sure. I just backed off of the screen, but it was in the Blade today. Do they get Steak dinners it by says, a private chef. Says pizza. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> yeah, Good for I, them. For I was like, it's for charity. I was like, this is so, well, not charity, for the Metro Parks. I was like, this is such a cool opportunity for, for people who can't get into Oak Openings anytime soon. And then I got to the price. I'm like, ah, okay. Uh, the dogs. I, I could never. The uh, dogs see people outside. Yes, I know. I know. There's dogs out there. <laughs> Um, and your dogs are like, I would never pay that much money. Are you done? You're not done. Um, I am uh, a chronic. Will you shut up? I'm a chronic pan burner. A pan. Oh, okay. Um, every six months I, I go through like, I, like oh. everybody's losing it now. Oh my god. Every six months, I go through another frying pan that I use every day. And, really? Um, I, I, it's, I think it's baking soda, white vinegar, and water, and you boil it in there, and, and it's supposed oh, to save... Oh, that's what you were doing. It's supposed to save the pan. Well, I don't have any baking soda, um, and that hasn't always worked. So, yes, what I was doing... Ashley asked me if I was like doing a lemon detox diet. I was like, yes, I'm cleaning my colon out. Um, Apparently, if you take lemons, cut them in half so they're mm -hmm. open-faced on, on the burnt part of the pan and boil them in water, um, all, the, all the gunk that you burned on the pan, it will come off. And 76% mm -hmm. of it did. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I, I think I'm down another pan. But that's the weird thing that I had posted on Instagram earlier today. So I only, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I, this is irresponsible of me, but I don't pay top dollar for my... Um, cooking supplies and so I think it's about time for me to get another pot and pan set but the last time I had one was five years ago or so so I'm like that's not a big deal like I'll get myself like a $60 Rachel Ray set and that's it like <laughs> they're in my pots and pans but um, that's really funny you said that yesterday Thomas wanted to cook something for himself we were sitting here watching Coming to America and it's 
I try my hardest because I know that my tone can come off condescending when I don't intend to. Um, I try my hardest. He has been obsessed with grilled cheese sandwiches lately. So he's like, I want to make myself some grilled cheese, although I had made dinner already. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay. And I'm sitting on the couch and I can hear the butter sizzling in the pan. And I look over and I was like, you know, it's not supposed to like the fire's not supposed to be that high. Like the butter shouldn't really sizzle. And like, I was joking though. Like I was laughing with him about it and he's like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, don't burn it. Like, you know, our smoke detector detectors are really sensitive. And then some time goes by and like, I look over and you can visibly see the smoke in the air. You can smell it. <laughs> our smoke detectors go off. And, you know, I walk up there not to help him, but just to be nosy. He fucking made his grilled cheese in a walk. A walk, like my walk pan. And I was like, that's not a fry. Did he destroy it? No, but it's just, that's why it was burning. That's why it was so smoky. And I was like, this pan is as thin as my nail. Like you cannot cook grilled cheese in this oh pan God. and i was like why didn't you use another frying pan he's like i didn't want to get them dirty i was like you're gonna get a dish dirty anyway right oh dear <laughs> bless his heart honestly i just it wasn't even it, like i hope he wasn't offended by me like laughing but it was just that that i'm like you're so charming you can't, you're so you're so fucking cute i can't stand it <laughs> Uh, Thomas, stay out of the kitchen. But grilled cheese and walk is is some kind of fun. Although I will say, there, I thought I was watching something else. Um, and the same day, it was funny. I was thinking about all of this, and they like the husband had decided he was going to make dinner for his wife. And I'm like, I think it was a TikTok. I was like, you know, it would be really nice if Thomas made dinner for me one day. Like I, when I tell you, I cook all the meals. I cook all the meals. I don't remember when's the last time he cooked because he doesn't and he never really has before. So I don't like it's not a negative, but it would be nice. I don't I don't remember when the last time I was not the one to prepare dinner in this house. Maybe I'll drop him a text. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say Alex is looking for you to make dinner. Stay out of the walk unless you're actually making <laughs> walk food. Just say, um, listen to the podcast at 15 minutes in. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm with you, though. Um, I do not buy super expensive pans. Like, I, I mm -hmm. think I, the one that I use the most, it's like, I think like a 10 or an 11 inch pan. And mm -hmm. if I can't get the rest of this gunk off, I'll go to Target and I'll spend $30 for another one. And I'll be back yeah. in another six or eight months. And I'll, but at the very least, like I use these things at least four days a week. So I'm getting my money's worth. And I don't think if I bought a more expensive pan, it would, it would not burn because I, that's just, that's just what I do. It's one of my things I'm really good at burning pans. My mom still has a pan, has a cookware set, literally an entire cookware set that she bought before my oldest brother was born. And my brother and Carl is, I want to say 52. So like, and it doesn't have a scratch on it and she uses them often. And I just don't understand how that's possible. There must be some sort of chemical in it or toxin that is keeping it the way that it is. It just makes me laugh. I'm like, mom, you need new stuff in here. But yeah, I am not one to, like my kitchen is kind of a mess. Like don't look in my cabinets cause you're not, you know, and if you look in my cabinets, don't you dare judge me cause everything is mixed match. Except I do have fine china. So I do have a fine china set that was a hand-me-down. It has been a hand-me-down for decades. And I have crystal, I have crystal wear. 
Very it's nice. Like wrapped up in the back of my. I don't use it obviously for anything. Um, you're, um, I think my. I remember my grandmother using those pans. Both of my grandmas using those those frying pans. You know, mm -hmm. made before my parents were born or anything like that. But it reminds me of. Have you ever been in in an old vehicle that was built in like the fifties or sixties? <laughs> yes. Like with the ashtrays in them. <laughs> wait, the ashtray, all that stuff, and. The, um. <laughs> I mean, they had ashtrays in cars in the 80s. And I remember I, mm -hmm. we had to like take, take the one out of my mom's car so she wouldn't smoke in the car. Um, <laughs> but the, and my, my dad and brother bought a 50-something Buick when my brother was a teenager and they worked on it together. Mm. And oh. like frying pans, like those cars, obviously they're obsolete, but they were built like tanks. Like you could take mm -hmm. one of those 50s or 60s Buicks and, and drive it through a Yark parking lot and it would just stomp all those vehicles because they're they're made like paper today compared to you know 50 years ago. Yeah, yeah. My mom had a Buick. I mean, it was in the it was from the 80s. It was definitely not from the 50s. Sometime in the 80s. And I remember we were worked we worked at the same place. We were driving home and we got rear-ended um, pretty hard by a lady that was trying to get to the polls to vote for George Bush or something. I don't remember. And she those, this woman felt horrible, and the front of her car was like messed up. She needed it to get. I think she needed it to get towed or she had to have some sort of work done. The Buick, not a scratch, right. not a dent, right. not a scratch, nothing. It cracks me right up. That Buick lasted my mom forever. Yep. All right, we're going to wrap up so dogs can get fed and uh, you, can, uh, you can get Thomas some food. And what do you got planned for tonight? We're going to finish watching Coming to America. I started it last night. And I tried, I'm trying to prioritize my sleep because Thomas is in this way of like sleeping, not getting in bed until midnight. And if I don't get into my bed by 10 PM and get to sleep, then I don't function well the next day. So I was in bed by 10. I turned the show off. I said, I'm going to sleep. And I was in my bed by 10. I was very proud of myself. I'm going to try to do that again tonight. I'm going to make some chicken salad, some sort of santa fe something or another i got chicken and lettuce and sour cream and salsa so i'm gonna make it okay and i'll get a uh, coming to america review on thursday I, I, i've seen a lot of people watch it and i think they at least liked it for the nostalgia uh yeah you know what it, it was it's really it's it's funny so far it's definitely not what it was but i heard that they did an interview and they said they're not trying to make it like the original movie so i get it all right we'll talk on thursday i'll text you later tonight okay bye bye Andre, stop!